Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. I'd like to begin today by wishing everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. In today's episode, we take time to consider all the things that we have to be thankful for, but we also think about the variety of things that we can cultivate and harvest in our own lives. Let's begin our time today with a reading from Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth. Paul writes, The point is this, The one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. As it is written, He scatters abroad, He gives to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your sharing with them and with all others, while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. The Word of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, once again, Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's that time of year when we gather with friends and family and give God thanks for the beauty of nature and the successful growing season. I've been thinking a lot about this lately. The condo building that I live in has about 35 garden allotments for those residents who are inclined to try out their green thumb. Now, before we go much further, I should make it clear that I am not one of those people. I don't mean that in a mean or malicious way. In fact, I have a great amount of respect for those folks who have a seemingly innate aptitude for horticulture. Unfortunately, that's just not me. What I know about gardening would hardly fill a thimble, but earlier this week, I was out with my dog and we walked past our garden allotments. As autumn draws on, the garden plots grow increasingly sparse. Neighbors are bringing in fewer and fewer fruits and vegetables. One of my neighbors is an avid gardener with a particular penchant for tomatoes. His enormous tomato plants, once drooping with fruit, seem much less so now. It's clear that the growing season is coming to a close. The soil will soon lay dormant under a blanket of snow. This all came to mind today as I read our text from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Our reading from 2 Corinthians opens with the words, The point is this, the one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, I've often heard this text used as a way to encourage people to donate money to charity, particularly to the church. That is definitely one way that this text can be understood, 
and many have commented on the benefits that come with financial generosity. St. Francis is quoted as saying that it is in giving that we receive, and Winston Churchill once said, We make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. As I read through this text, I began to wonder, what if Paul's words about sowing and reaping are not just about money? Let's not forget that the church in Corinth had become a very divided and quarrelsome place. Without diminishing the importance of financial generosity, suppose for a moment that Paul was also talking about sowing other kinds of seeds. In his letter to the Galatians, Paul wrote, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In addition to being generous with their finances, suppose that Paul was encouraging his readers to sow seeds that would grow into things like love, joy, peace, gentleness, and the like. Thinking back to my gardening neighbor, he spent hours researching different varieties of tomatoes and their optimal growing conditions. Each year, he prepared the soil, planted seeds, and lovingly cultivated plants long before he ever plucked a single tomato from a vine. What if we invested the same kind of energy into growing what Paul described as the fruit of the Spirit? What would our families, our friend groups, our churches, and our communities look like if we were deliberate about sowing the seeds that would grow into these kinds of fruit? So what's the practical application to this metaphor? It is an invitation to partner with God to invest in the lives of others, both in good times and in difficult times. It's about making time to express God's love for all people, recognizing them as being made in God's image and as people whom God loves. At its heart, this text is about being intentional about planting the seeds that will grow into the kingdom of God. Thanksgiving in general, and this text in particular, invite us to consider how and where we invest our time, our energy, and our very selves. We are asked to examine the kinds of results that our words, actions, and attitudes garner. No harvest happens overnight. They take months of preparation and hard work. This is true of gardens, but it's also true of peoples and cultures. This concept is woven throughout the teachings of Christ. We glimpse it when Jesus summarizes the Mosaic Law by saying, Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list. But there is a second set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. We also hear this theme echoing through the prayer that Jesus taught his followers that we should ask that our sins be forgiven inasmuch as we forgive others. To quote a song by musician Carrie Underwood, if your words were seeds that were going in the ground, and your love was rain farmers prayed about, if your life was sunlight we all needed, what kind of world would it be? If you reap what you sow, what kind of garden would you grow? If you reap what you sow, what kind of garden would you grow? Let's pray. God whose word is ingrained in all we eat and drink, 
free us from the greed that destroys the roots of life. Teach us to eat the living bread in whom all hungers are satisfied by the life that gives of itself and is never sapped. Jesus Christ, the living word. Amen.